G'day mate, 40 here. And you notice that so much of our discourse is just being dumbed down to buzzwords. So for example, on the left, one of the favorite buzzwords to dismiss somebody or some idea is, oh, that's eugenics. Right? Anyone who is selective in who they marry and who they make children with is practicing eugenics. And then on the right, with talk radio, there's a lot of emphasis on we're losing our freedoms. And it's true. We, we are continually losing some freedoms, uh, gaining other freedoms, all right? Freedoms, uh, equality, democracy, all right? Any, any value and any action or any practice always occurs in a constellation, all right? I, I don't support your freedom to sell, say, American nuclear secrets to an enemy of the country. Right, so generally very pro-free speech, but if it comes to like selling, you know, America's nuclear secrets, yeah, I'm not on not on board with that that level of free speech. And so, regaining the freedom to sodomize, exactly. So, America, to the best of my knowledge, among the first world countries, you know, has you know the greatest legal and practical commitments to freedom, but so much of our freedom is you know, way beyond just laws. Majority brown countries don't get freedoms. I have to to think about that. But I think a majority of our freedoms come from the permission of of our fellow citizens, all right? So any prosecutor could make a dumb case like Alvin Bragg made against Donald Trump, right? You know, any local prosecutor can come up with, you know, grounds to indict and prosecute somebody because we're all you know violating laws but it is generally being taken as a bad thing to do and so it hasn't happened till now we're not a first world country switzerland is first world luxembourg is first world denmark is first world bro we, we are a first world we've got the most powerful economy the most powerful military on earth the future is created here in the united states Right? But we have sections of our country that are third world. We have sections of our country that are first world. We have large sections of our country that is, is first world. Like we, we definitely have our problems, but we're still an incredibly powerful country. But uh, look at our peasants. Yeah, so what, what's the average IQ in the United States these days? About 97 so India, I think, has an average IQ of about 82, and it's functioning, right? It's a functioning democracy for all its flaws. It's a majoritarian country. You live in LA, the rest of the country is terrible. Is it? Is it really? So I was just back in Australia for three months, and one thing I, you notice when you travel is overseas is, yeah, generally speaking, there is less freedom. There is substantially less freedom of speech in Australia. We are on the road to South Africa. So to whatever extent that's true, that's not a good thing. <laughs> so I, I did notice in Australia there is less you know, freedom of speech. There's less robust discussion. On the other hand, there's more fairness. So Australia is much more regulated. Pretty much every other first world country of which I'm aware is more regulated than the United States. Uh, speech in Australia is much more regulated. So 
there is a distinctive loss of freedom being in Australia or being in England or, or France or, or Germany compared to being in the United States. Uh, but you do get you know, compensations. So every time there's an increase in freedom for one group, there's a decrease in freedom for, for another group. So Ricardo says, I'm forced to deal with the endless humiliations of government employees having power over my business. Yeah. And what can you do with uh, government bureaucracies, right? You effectively can't sue these people who are giving you a hard time. And you, your congressman can't really do much about it or your city council or your state governor. So Carter says there's a complete inversion of the natural order for these people to have authority over someone like me. They don't do this to me. You should go there, Ricardo, and tell them that you're coming back there a thousand times if you have to. But they don't do this to someone like you. These are a bunch of losers. They're gimps. All right? They're, they're cripples. They're, they're subhuman compared to you. They don't do this to you, bro. And you'll keep going back to that government office a thousand times if you have to. So, so too with actions. Like you, you take an action, but there's always a constellation. There's always blowback. So, for example, the United States has taken all these actions against Russia or China. And, you know, working to exile them from the global financial system. And so Russia and China have been making increasing alliance, which doesn't seem to be in America's best interests. So there's blowback, right? So... There's blowback when you emphasize rights for, say, a particular minority. It usually comes at the expense of the majority. And eventually, the majority gets sick of it. So you see that in India, you now have a substantially 80% Hindu country that is now run for the benefit of its majority of its citizens. And eventually, the majority in the United States may well get sick of constantly escalating rights for minorities, which are done at the expense of the majority. So you can take an action, expand rights for, for one group, and there's going to be blowback. Uh, many public schools in this country were effectively closed for approximately two years due to COVID restrictions. So I don't think parents are very happy about that. Uh, you'd think that uh, that's a substantial reduction in freedom for people affected. You would think that there'd be substantial blowback, uh, maybe more people moving their children to private school or to states like Florida or Georgia, which uh, jumped out of the lockdowns more quickly. It's exponentially getting worse because the more third warders come in, the more they get in power and the more they vote in. Well, Brazil, right, they elected Jair Bolsonaro for, what, a four-year term, so it's, it's complicated. I mean, the United States took out Iraq in 2003, and as a result, Iraq's big competitor in the region, Iran, you know, came to dominate the Middle East. So the United States does one thing, Know, ban Russia from from the SWIFT banking system, isolate China. Now Russia and China have gotten into bed with each other. So for every action, there's a reaction. There is no majority anymore in the United States. Possibly. So one thing I do notice is that in first world countries, they're increasingly getting regulated. Right? That just seems to be an iron law of first world development. We are all slaves to our cosmopolitan elites. 
So a more sophisticated understanding of we're losing our freedoms is that more and more of the major decisions that affect us are not being taken by our elected representatives, but are essentially being handed over to unelected elites, to experts. That's what I meant to say, experts. So we're living in the age of expertise. They're making decisions about things like uh, COVID restrictions, uh, also, uh, that we need to subsidize the uh, computer chip industry to the what to the tune of sixty billion dollars, etc. So increasingly, our, our public and private lives are being regulated and ruled by unelected experts. And sometimes I think the experts are right and the people are wrong. And sometimes I think the people are right and the experts are wrong. So. I notice traffic laws, right? They become, traffic becomes more and more regulated and you can't drink and drive anymore. You have to wear a seatbelt when you ride a bike. In many areas, you have to wear a helmet. So these are restrictions on freedom, but I think most of us would say overall that you know, there are substantial benefits in return for these restrictions on freedom. So not all restrictions on freedom are bad because freedom is just one value among a whole constellation of values. Uh, for example, if tackle football were banned, uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Americans would have less brain damage. They would not be walking around with uh, lifelong football injuries. So I'm not promoting that restriction of freedom, but it, it would come with many substantial benefits as well as many substantial costs. So I'm thinking also about other first world countries that don't have American First, world, uh, First Amendment protections of speech, it does force their politicians to use more sophisticated language. And like YouTube speech restrictions, it forces you to use you know, more thoughtful, more sophisticated language. So definitely I, I would prefer a more free speech zone on YouTube, a more robust discussion on things like COVID and COVID therapies and COVID restrictions. But we have to acknowledge that there are benefits. It does elevate the discourse. You see this particularly in Europe, that they have a more elevated political discourse because of all the, the speech restrictions. I like our First Amendment. I like freedom of speech. I do recognize that there are benefits. And so life is continually like throwing curves at you. Like uh, Dennis Dow remarked about his favorite part of Portland has just been ruined. Banning drinking and driving was the first domino to fall in our march toward communism. <laughs> So, you know, the, the world that we love is continually being destroyed and it would be weird not to be sad about it, not to be disheartened by it, uh, but we don't want to be in a, a months-long, years-long funk over it and you know, utterly retreat from participation in the wider world. On the other hand, we don't want to become obsessed and think that uh, we're turning into the Soviet Union or Nazi Germany, which is the line that Dennis Prague is pushing. Right? There's crazy things going on in medical schools. Uh, the American Medical Association apparently believes that birth certificates should not list male or female. Right? So crazy woke nonsense there with parts of the medical elite. But we should still uh, recognize that American healthcare, generally speaking, is the best in the world. That innovations in American healthcare, in American healthcare, then ripple around the world. It's not Germany or England or Australia or France or South Korea or Japan that's you know, leading the world in innovations in medical care, technology, or other things. So, 
Cardo says, better to die at the hands of a drunk driver than to be abused by an immigrant in a nursing home. Is it really? Is it really? So I believe in free speech, but I believe just as strongly that you should modulate your free speech to the reality of your situation. If you have a wife and kids, you have less free speech due to reality than someone without a spouse and without kids. If you're going to maintain a wife in your life, if you're going to maintain good relations with your neighbors, with your community, with your employer, right, with your extended family, that usually requires some modulation of your free speech. Right? So when your freedoms and reality conflict, I subscribe to bowing to reality. I think reality always wins and we have to work within the confines of reality, like even if it uh, conflicts with you know, some of our precious freedoms. So there's a great teaching in the California Vehicle Code and that is don't be dead right. But don't be dead right. So Dennis Prager talks about you must fight against this indictment of Trump. You must stand up and denounce this indictment of Trump. But don't be dead right. Don't, don't deaden your relationships. Don't deaden your work position. You know, don't deaden your life. Don't diminish the quality of your life, the quality of your relationships to you know, stand up about the Trump indictment. Guess what? Most people don't care about the Trump indictment. Most people don't care that intensely about politics. Like, why would you stand up on something where it will make you know, very little difference and there's a good chance that it will alienate and isolate you? Yeah, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Like, live within reality. Right? If you've got 12 kids, you're far more vulnerable than a bachelor with no kids. Yeah, don't, don't stand at the edge of the herd. Run in the middle of the herd and have fun with it. Like, you can talk... Why would you stand up for a principle? Well, reality is, <laughs> respecting reality should be a principle. And you can run in the middle of the herd and you can analyze things about you know, where you think the herd is going wrong and you can find safe people with whom you can discuss those things and you can find safe ways of standing up for your principles without destroying the quality of your life. I mean, you're doing it, Ricardo. You stand up for things you believe in without blowing up your life. There's a time and a place to go along, to get along, and there's a time and a place to stand up. But yeah, you want to be in the middle of the herd, generally speaking, unless the herd's going over a cliff. If the herd's going over the cliff, don't be in the herd. Leave the herd. Right? Those Jews who got out of Europe in the 1930s, right, they left the herd and they made the right decision. Those Jews who stayed behind in Europe, they made the wrong decision. So we do live in an era of decreasing freedoms as we have more and more rule by experts. And you particularly see this with well, this climate change uh, legislation and restrictions also with, with regard to public health and COVID. This is perhaps the biggest threat to our freedoms is ruled by unaccountable experts. The American herd is going over the cliff. Okay, so how does one live in the world but not of the world? Isn't that a, a Christian teaching, right? Pursuing material pleasures over children. But uh, there's, a, there's a great Christian teaching. 
right? Be, be in the world, but not of the world, right? Be in the herd, but not of the herd. Or as I think Jesus said, like, you know, come across as, as harmless as doves, right? You know, don't, don't show your power levels. So don't be dead right. right? Don't insist on the right of way when, you know, that could uh, result in a car accident. And don't, don't res- insist on the right of way as you, you go through life. If it's going to result in you know, devastating consequences to the quality of your life, don't be dead right. Choose your, choose your battles, prioritize your connections with other people and your community and your family, and find useful, discreet, effective ways of standing up for your principles instead of making dramatic, flamboyant, you know, outrageous stands for your principles that don't do any good but only blow up your life. <laughs>